Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. prepared for the first time no in the way whole oh my god i'm excited to see what that that entails fucking hell here we go i am prepared and then somebody unprepared as well there's always like oh, i'm doing fine we got we got this and then it's like oh shit i better fucking find all those links i <laughs> put something yeah. shall we go for it do an intro hang on let me sure. get the, the sheet oh up. man it feels weird being back <laughs> No, it doesn't, you know, and it feels the exact same. Nothing has changed, except for your fabulous haircut. <laughs> Whenever rich. So. Uh, yes, rich in compliments anyway. Thank you very much for uh, all the love you've been sending in. But here, let's go for it, right? Jesus, you know, you're making me nervous now. No, we can't. I'm just, I'm excited. I was, I'm, I'm, yeah, pre-gaming. Uh, pre-gaming. Mentally. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, three, two, one. Welcome back <laughs> to How to Break an Artist Series 2. Ah, it's great to be back, Fionn, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> it is lovely. <laughs> no, excited for what this second series is going to entail. It was really nice to have that time off, I thought, and fully take in what we managed to achieve <laughs> the last 10 weeks of the year. Yeah, yeah. It was weird to let it settle in because it was just such a hectic haze i think it really was yeah it really made me just yeah reflect on it all and think about like yeah just that first moment when we decided to put a date you know put our date on it for the third or fourth time <laughs> and then went oh let's go for it and we just hit the box that said oh this is going to be weekly yeah not yeah. really thinking about how much it was going to take to produce those sort of episodes but hey we winked it and i'm so happy we did and yeah, it's really nice to be back doing it yeah, it's yeah, mad. I missed it. I did miss it, but I was, I, was, I thought I'd be confident this time. <laughs> You're more nervous I, now, yeah. are you? I'm not more. I feel like I'm back at the YouTube episode. <laughs> well, I do have some questions to ask you. Do I? Do I? God. Yeah, I mean, like just thinking about last year. Well, first of all, what did you get up to over the break? Nice Christmas, and then New Year. I think January 
so it's my first like time well like obviously I, I dropped out of the course I was in back in like October or something so like this time last year I was in college and yeah. trying to manage things and all this so like there was no back to school or anything like that it was just like back to work <laughs> and like trying to like you know open up um that's probably for the first time that. in your life yeah. maybe yeah or as a musician yeah. in this as yeah. musician and film wise and director, it's just the first yeah. time yeah so sudden <laughs> quickly became the first like four or five months of the year <laughs> or like now like planned uh and i'm just trying to pace it and did you get any songwriting done did you have time to do that or i did yeah i yeah i did i i, I finished i did the the new year's scramble where you finish a song that you don't want to bring into another year because it's going to do your head in. <laughs> i remember <laughs> you, you said that to me yeah you said that in the christmas episode didn't you yeah uh, yeah you finished it i did and then um are you one changing more... it now are you no no, no. no. <laughs> uh, one more that uh I wrote a song it was when i met you in richmond back in march 2023 and that we was decided, last year as well oh yeah, my god yeah. yeah i wrote a song around then and um have been playing with that melody for like it, it would have been going on a year so i decided to just like write it and put it on the i guess the the batch of songs that i'll be recording so i think i'm there now there you go very productive then uh a little break for you that's that's great man just thinking back at last year, obviously you said that gig there. I mean, so much went on in, in your life. Like, yeah. what? What's your? What comes to mind as your highlight for when twenty twenty three? When you look back at it, what's the first thing that comes back? It was like February or March when like things kind of came together with the different assets. Assets, Jesus Christ, aspects. <laughs> full Christ. business mode. Yeah, yeah. full business. Mode. <laughs> Jesus. I'm yeah, we, we were creating a, a podcast. We were creating assets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for my for a media empire. Um, <laughs> it, it it was like around February it was the it was like for the music and the podcast all just kind of came to life in a way. And then from yeah. there the rest of the year was just like making make the music video, film festivals, record the song, get the podcast, and it was like that was the rest of the year. So it was just mad to um it was like November time when everything got released. That was really cool, but also um, mad. I just took, had to take a step back and just like process that because yeah. like it was just so yeah. Being <laughs> on a podcast weekly was a, was a strange thing to catch up to. I can imagine. So I feel the same, but obviously for you, with not really much previous things out yeah. there of yourself, yeah, it's something to quickly get used to, which I think you've done really well, and you've worn the hat really, really well, and it's another uh, string to your bow, uh, as you have many strings to your bow, as we all know, <laughs> and then, yeah, what's the soundtrack to all that, like, what song comes to mind, Are you running around Richmond, what's the song of 2023 for you? Glow Up by Holly Monroe. Oh my god, that's the same as me! Really? Yeah! <laughs> I was thinking about it, because I had to look back on my Spotify, um, I was like, What's the song that came out last year, like that is from twenty twenty three, and it, I, yeah, I, lock, I remember locking the music video and strolling through Cork, and that playing that that came on in the shuffle. It is and I was such just... a fucking bop, man. Yeah, it's so good, uh, and I may be a little bit biased because uh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's my sister, <laughs> but no, that was the same as me. I was gonna, and then also might might be a bit biased with this one as well. But Gabrielle's album came mm. out last year, which is yeah. bizarre to me because that feels like I don't know, maybe two years ago. Uh, phosphorescent but yeah mariana trench that came out 
January, this time last year, basically. Uh, that was one of my other favorite songs of the year. I'll be diving into it. It's great. Yeah, I love the the songs in the extended version. Yeah, just I, I think it was the Never Fade gig, and <laughs> I don't think I've emotionally recovered <laughs> from, from, just, from them. I remember, yeah, Jesus. And then over Christmas, just diving into those songs, um, kind of really going to the catalog for the first time and had a great time. Yeah, well, hey, gig of the year for me. I only played one gig, and it was that gig. Yeah, and yeah. oh my god, that was definitely the gig of the year that I played. I mean, what was the gig that you went to? What was your best gig last year? You went to a few. Yeah, I, obviously we spoke about Damien Rice too. That was that was there. mental. That was mental. Yeah. Um, trying to think, really. I think I played my first gigs last, like last year with the. I played a band gig, like a, a set uh, in Collins, um, in February. Which was like a lifetime ago, but that was so cool. And um, Damien Rice's class, it was honestly early music week. Um, oh, yeah, I was thinking Chubby Cat. I'm hoping I'm <laughs> as always, I'm hoping I'm saying it right. Unreal artist, really? uh, who I'd highly recommend. And they have a song called Big Dog Barking, which is one of my other songs from last year that I think is unreal. Um, and they were out of all the people I saw at early music week, they're the one that was, I was just like, whoa, cool, and like out of all of the artists making noise in 2023 would you say that's like chubby cat that's your favorite or who what artist sticks out to you as the artist of 2023 for Funon? all right so this kind of goes into the thing i'll bring up to you next so on a personal level i think it's people like like holly or chubby cat and um even on a local sense like skies behind and in the kind of like level i'm kind of operating in and the, that kind of sphere yeah, um, I'm really excited for like artists like those seeing them do their thing, and obviously then if you go on to the fucking uh, creme to the creme kind of operation on top of the tier industry, the, yeah, like Noah Khan did yeah. bits, Dan Keely, yeah, um, just like folk, kind of pop folk rock with the kind of countryish element, um, Zach Bryan as well, like. I just went fucking skyrocketed, um, and I have a whole fucking theory as to why these things are taking off. But it's just like <laughs> I love how you like someone's music, and then you're like, "Hmm, I'm gonna work what, yeah, out what's going yeah. on there." It's really cool, really, really cool. But that's like the the thing. I think it was like the social media. Um, it was like you'd listen to a folk song, let's say in the '60s, the '70s, and you'd connect with it like in a room, and it has that level and now with social media and how like like intimate the phone would be placed in terms of like recording someone doing a cover and they post these really raw lyrics and you feel so connected to them i think it really took off last year with artists in the kind of folk-ish realm with their music connecting with people in this modern way that it would have like 60 years ago yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, and I suppose previous trends before this last year, it wasn't as folky, like genre-wise. It might have been a bit no. more hip-hop or dance or electric or whatever. So, no, that's really interesting. And then, obviously, industry-wise, we are seeing, on a commercial scale, I would say more of a dependence on TikTok, yeah. Spotify. You know, so so music is becoming more accessible for people to use like this year we've all or last year sorry we were all allowed to put well i don't know if we're all allowed to to put music to their posts and stuff like mm. the way people consume and use music i felt changed a lot in 2023 and yeah. 
like you're saying, other types of music are getting a look in now, other than like the top 40 commercial music, and that is providing breakthrough artists. That's one thing I've noted with the whole year. Anything come to mind for you, industry-wise, that has, yeah, yeah, that in 2023, that, you know, yeah, what are the big stories for you that come to mind? So the biggest one would be Taylor Swift um, with the Eras Tour. So I did the research. This is the first time I've follow through on saying I would do research for <laughs> this podcast to my resolution. Um, she she now has the biggest tour of all time, and I think she over th- I'm gonna say overthrew, but that's just like a, I hate that term. But like past basically Elton John's. If, if anyone can overthrow, yeah, it's, uh, it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's like I think the tier the stuff and now is like Taylor Swift who overtook Elton John, who overtook Ed Sheeran, um, and then up there will be like U two and all these names. So like over a billion ghost. Wow. And then with that, when the tickets were being sold, there was this whole scandal with like Live Nation and bots and um hidden charges and that was yeah, brought before I Congress. That. And I remember that. Then another element would be the film was released theatrically along with Beyonce's Renaissance um film and grossed like hundreds of million was number one at the box office, like it was a very interesting cultural event um, of last year. And if I was saying like that, um, what would be the top one? I think it would be that. Yeah, no, with... that's that. Yeah, I, I couldn't top you there. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have it. What about you? Aside from uh... getting released from publishing. <laughs> well, I mean, that is, yeah, the biggest news in my life musically last year. You know, like what's really yeah. interesting for me is I started out 2023 pretty much knowing I was quitting music for good. Mm. And I don't know if you remember talking, like, you know, it, it, it sort of gave me nothing. Yeah, you remember <laughs> very well. Uh, it, I, I didn't do it happily, but yeah. I came to the decision where I said, look, this is not going to work anymore. The money doesn't add up. There is no future in this mm. career for me like this. I was in a tough spot and I quit music and I felt like that was a big strength because I, was able to kind of talk about it a little bit more honestly i hadn't like Hudson taylor hadn't publicly done anything yet bear in mind so i just kind of left it hanging hoping to kind of get out of this deal basically and that was kind of three years so i'd accepted that i'd at least quit for three years and you know do other things i i I have have a very busy life so i was yeah starting to think about other careers basically and then obviously yeah during the summer I was doing a lot of work with Gabrielle and just, yeah, being there with her and for her on her gigs and um, did a gig. She was playing Glastonbury last year and I got to go along and it was fucking amazing. Really turned around the year for me that whole weekend because yeah. on the same weekend there was uh, the Mahogany Sessions. Do you know that? Yeah, you know the Mahogany yeah. Sessions. Yeah. They're like real classy video. Gorgeous stuff really good stuff and they film all over the uk with different artists check out their videos if you haven't seen them but they were filming gabrielle for mahogany sessions with a partnership with lush the cosmetics company at glastonbury and they were filming all over somerset and i went along and helped gabrielle and was just yeah tuning up the guitars or whatever and i met the crew and then the next day we were about to head into glass uh, into the festival and I got a text off your man from Mahogany Sessions who said someone has dropped out 
aren't you your man from Hudson Taylor you were there yeah <laughs> and would you be up for doing it and I kind of thought oh Jesus this is an opportunity I cannot let down yeah um what would I sing I'm you know I've quit music what would I sing uh one of the songs that stuck out to me at the time was this song called Let It Begin which I wrote specifically about a publishing deal yeah and, um, you know, I've experienced a really bad publishing deal. So I could relate a lot to this song and mm-hmm. like really, really could relate to this song. So I chose to perform this one, which was out in the Hudson Taylor album. And I chose that. And then I went kind of heavy online about what it was about. And, you know, that was my stand. That was kind of like, I quit. <laughs> Do you know, yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm, that's like the peak of where I got to. And then sure, we started chatting and, coming really closing in on this podcast and we know the fucking story from there basically but this time last year i could not have expected you know i could not have expected Mm. like in a year i'd be a solo artist free from my deals like it's it it kind of that weekend in june was like the turning point for me for 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 everything really it was so exciting it was really exciting i thought your joke like i thought there was a spelling mistake when you texted me that you're doing a hoggedy session so I was working in the gigs. I was working the stadium gigs as crew, and I was sitting there, and I was like, "Show it to my friend." And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> I was like, it, was, it was just really. It was just. It was so like. And by the time it came out, like the podcast was, what like a month from it was like it was Dude, really interesting. It was a total gamble because I did it in June, and I had actually been asking, "Could I be released?" and all the rest of it. I did it in June. I don't think it came out until September or something like that. Yeah. So. It was kind of perfect because, yeah, it was yeah, just kind yeah. of like, I don't know, it was perfect little kind of cherry on top of the whole situation for me. I got to kind of exit the situation with this video, but I couldn't believe it myself, to be honest. And I was so nervous, more nervous than anything I've ever done. Yeah, but everyone was so nice, man. The crew were so cool. And I just, I'd be really lucky in my career with things like that. Loads of last minute things pop up. And, yeah. you know, yeah, I'd say to you and any other artist, just be ready for it, you know, and when the moment strikes, be ready for it, you know, um, because that did really well for me and it put a certain amount of pressure on the, the company that owned my publishing and, mm. you know, gave me confidence essentially and I'm really grateful for Mahogany for, for backing it, you know, but that's me, that's like one of the highlights of the year, the turning point of the year, so to speak, like if it wasn't for that, this might, you know, might not happen in the yeah. same way, for example, um, loads of different things and then, yeah. I know, I just I was thinking like I forget the fact that we did two trips to actually like develop the podcast and we actually like did a shoot for, like there was like three weeks in August or something getting all every project together it was just the mo- that was when I was just like okay this is like the best <laughs> I was like yeah. the pressure of it the hecticness of it, of the of the industry and stuff it was just like this is like the thing to 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 go for it's just like um what do you even call it like the the yeah, I can't. I'm blanking. It's like the creative <laughs> chase, the creative chase, or something like the pursuit yeah. of making shit happen. It's really fun, even though, like, you know, I wish we'd have been on a high hourly rate for the the amount yeah. of work we were doing or whatever. But like, it wasn't about that, and it was about trying to complete this task that we'd been talking about for so long, uh, yeah. with the time we both had at our disposal, and you know, the money and everything else we had at our disposal, and. I'm so happy it got to where it's gotten to, do you know? It felt a lot of, like, felt like there was a lot of chance to it in the elements that evolved the podcast to what it is now. And it was just really looking back to see, like, how, 
like the whole year just came together it was just really cool and like you can plan a certain amount and then you kind of just gotta take the leap and just hope it works out mm. um also though it like we were zooming <laughs> like this almost 12 months ago you know so like yeah yeah this the from the moment we started doing this you know talking to podcast. each other it was a podcast and then we kind of oh maybe you know i as well and we both we overthought what it was going to be for a mm. while and it actually what we had at the very beginning, us two chatting away about shit, yeah. uh, a bit of Hudson Taylor stuff and a bit of other <laughs> industry stuff was the kind of concept the whole time, which is really nice. And it's it's been uh, it's allowed us both to bring what we can both bring into it. You know, um, yeah. yeah, it's really cool, man. What a year! Like what a year! I, I don't have many more words for that last ten weeks, but thank you all so much for listening and for getting involved and making this a thing. Because yeah, it's like you said, you know, and it feels normal to be back doing it do you know it feels good to be yeah. back doing it um i like the community of it i just yeah. like the connection with this i i have a thought that came in and i'd oppose it to you because thinking about like what was the biggest music industry story of 2023 was the I just got like the gender disparity with the radio numbers last year yeah well that's it i mean the fact is well, I woke up, you woke up, we all woke up in another year in Ireland where it is not equal, basically, for yeah. women, people of colour. Like, it's it's not it's not an equal system on radio. This is like that radio report. We're 2024, yeah. and it turns out only 3% of the top 100 songs on Irish radio are by women. Well, it's been on my mind since I have been diving into it, but when I was like these are the artists that I think like smashed last year. And then if you go to where like, like Spotify changed how someone views a successful artist. And if you go to like what that view would be from the general sense, it's like three lads or like two lads, let's say. Um, and I think like, as soon as I said that, I was like, fuck, like, that's not, that's, that's not. that. That's just in the background. It seems of every year for the last kind of, I don't know however many decades in Ireland. Yeah, it's definitely something to kind of to talk about and you know, I don't know that I was asked by um why not her, which is our yeah, amazing organization and campaigners, equality campaigners ar- around Europe and I got asked to contribute to this uh in Irish independent article and just show me solidarity. And yeah, uh I was kind of surprised that nothing had been done cuz this is like the fourth year i've been aware of it i'm sure they've been cam- campaigning for a lot longer but reading reading the facts made me realize well us obviously we're having a hard time in the industry you're you know sure. you're starting out but we are like statistically better off than say women as well as white men from ireland we are yeah we are very privileged particularly with how much radio play we're afforded how many gigs we're offered we're way more likely to get play to get headlined and that's not right in this that's just not yeah. right it's it, it fucks me off <laughs> like yeah. I, I think like i completely blanked on it when i was naming theirs last year but cmat is like oh my god yeah cmat's flying yeah, it like absolutely flying it she's the, amazing just i don't even know how to describe her <laughs> yeah. just like the best i'd like to believe basically that like it'll level out in a better way I, I, I don't know. It's just like I don't understand how like the framework supports um, different perspectives, and not just like 
what like cis white males <laughs> like basically yeah it's like it, there's probably loads of things that come into it and like we will in this series thankfully actually yeah. get to speak to experts about it and we're not going to be so under pressure to <laughs> come up with these facts but they are facts it's just not fair basically yeah i wonder how that's going to change in 2024 you know we've, we've spoken about i think partly like the privilege thing is is, is one th- like you have to yeah. be very privileged to be able to have the time to fucking write to, to take to do a writing session for example you know like you need money to get the train to go to the session yeah. and do all of that so there's just you need money to record as you know you need money to do like just to be a musician costs so from the off people from lower income families or whatever are not going to have as much of a chance to pick up an instrument or much of a to- much time to pick up an instrument you know so yeah that's already one massive sort of class divide and there's the dogs they're fucking mad they hate this. they yeah. hate anything <laughs> they've got a real good moral compass they're fucking socialists and they're like god a class divide don't get me started uh i think anywhere where there's that you're gonna have some inequalities you know and yeah well i don't know it's it's a big 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 one to to try and tackle today and more of a socialist (laughs) that's my babies um so it's a big one to try and tackle today but i promise you and and i promise you listeners we will make sure we're aware of this and it's great that you said it and we're conscious of it from the very first episode of this series because it's something we should not uh, shy away from talking about you know just because we're lads and whatever you know we we <laughs> that's it <more. laughs> um you can hear them then i take it yeah yeah um, it's 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 more so like i it, i want to be aware of it in the sense that like on socials on streaming whatever i almost couldn't like ignore it anymore i was like but that's there was a just lads and like and why yeah. why can't it be fucking CMAT who gets the twenty million streams a month like or like what is whatever companies basically are involved yeah. and whatever frameworks and stuff there is I just um I don't know interested to learn more from an expert but we are going there next week don't worry but moving forward into like twenty twenty four I'd love to know your predictions like what do oh, you think is gonna happen or premonitions should we say um what do you think like musically i reckon taylor swift is going to be the biggest artist of the year again i just i don't see much change in there what do you think i agree um she's got another album coming out re-record right does she probably i know she's doing another <laughs> tour era's tour is she's going con- it's continuing so like yeah if you look at like even ed sheeran's divide tour i was 18 um when he came to cork and i was working at that gig and I was like nineteen or twenty when I caught one of the gigs on that tour. Like, like you know what I mean? It was yeah. like it goes on for countenance and all this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think it's um. I let me think now. I'm actually going to take a moment to not just talk out of my ass. I reckon Taylor. I'd put it here now. Taylor's going to be the biggest artist of the world next this you know this time next year. I'd put that. I'd put a bet on that. Two, two, two euro. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your whole Spotify earnings for last All year. All my Spotify earnings <laughs> from last year, exactly. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see more gigs. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. When like catching the artists at Ireland Music Week, I'd like to see those people at their gigs and on their rise. And I'd like, I, I predict that like, there's a, there's a really, like, 
fucking cool wave of music coming in this year um and you're and you're seeing it from like for example those who um played at the Ireland music week and went on to eurosonic and like seeing that kind of progression of yeah. who's getting those spots and stuff yeah there's some cool shit in there and it's a bit different you know what i mean it's yeah it doesn't seem as folky or folk rock whatever yeah. it's like there's some alternative stuff on the rise and i think that excites me that and i'd like i predict that that will it'll it'll grow man I, I think my biggest prediction for this year is the model for streaming is going to change in a drastic fashion because there's a lot of talk about it where for example like spotify with their thousand streams yeah. um cap yeah. where you have that's what you need to get paid yeah and they're talking about how like there's going to be basically like they're eliminating like almost like bad bad faith <laughs> yes. um tracks yeah are, like just oh, i have some stories stuff. lined up to talk to you about this actually Do you? yeah yeah because it's, it's, that was the big music industry story of last year like if you say oh well you know what happened to music 2023 that announcement from spotify the market leader in streaming the thing that has caused a lot of disruption that and ai to be honest those two stories were the big ones that kind of came across from 2023 it is weird man <laughs> it's getting weird man it's getting weird it's... i still have no you know not much it's <laughs> I, I don't know what to say but even still yeah, since yeah. that episode i'm like god that's a big topic and it's going to be very confusing but i have just the expert hopefully to talk to us about it because um Class. It's one of those zones, man. And and also, like, you can have an expert, but you need someone who can actually translate it to real yeah. language because it's all very technical stuff for me anyway. But it scares the bejesus out of me. Like, it really does. I, I, th I think for me, I'm interested in seeing how, whether it's AI, whether it's the streamers, whether it's, like, the, 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 the social media, everything like that alters and how artists pivot who are on the come up. Um, mm. Because if very much was like social media led last year or even like we were talking about the Christmas episode like people doing things but like they record everything it's all for social media it's like yeah. seeing how like that evolves yeah. positively or negatively um, it's just it's just been weird to see but like I am hopeful as always like but a um, couple months from my release and just kind of grafting right now and some other projects it's kind of like I feel like I've become a jaded little bastard <laughs> Well, I hope to fuck not, because one of the ones to watch for me is you, man. Fiskeata, I honestly have big high hopes for you this year. And um, I think you're you're saying all the right things. You know, as a fan, I'm fucking on board. I love what you're about. And um, I want to see you take on this industry in a really Shucks. healthy way. And, <laughs> you know, I think I'm really excited for you. And, yeah, well, with that, like you said, you had the next couple of months booked up. Like, what's on the horizon for you how are you spending your time and money between now Ugh. and april you know so at the moment product fucking hell my, my english language went when i was talking to you for like a month how many coffees <laughs> did you have this morning you know i had one coffee but oh, i think i needed two yeah right <laughs> uh predominantly um music videos yeah. i loved um getting to work with the cast and crew on um, I went back in uh, September and just the whole process of it was so refreshing going from like short films and how just long that process is so I have four maybe lined up right now <laughs> for the next couple of months which so it's like at the moment it's the really kind of like not the boring part but just the pain in the ass part where 
I'm like, oh, writing's fun. And then I have to, like, just for, like, two weeks, just, like, <laughs> do all these treatments. So doing that, but then the fun stuff happens in, like, a few months. And yeah. um, aside from that, then recording a batch of four songs, all going well, um, cool. by the end of this series. Amazing. Fucking amazing. And that's your EP that you were saying, and you're going to kind of be releasing that drips and drabs throughout the year sort of thing? Yeah, I, I'm... I'm looking into how it really just comes down to like how streaming works. So we spoke about the waterfall <laughs> approach, if that's what it's yeah. called, where you release a single every month or something. So like that, for example, for a new artist releasing their first song as someone who that was like two months today. Um, Congratulations. Was, thank you. <laughs> so what I've learned in it is basically like the Spotify like model like it has an algorithm basically and it's almost like in feeding that over the long term you reap the rewards of it whether mm-hmm. it's the playlist thing whether it's the streaming numbers or almost the same with this podcast and stuff so i think there's a benefit in releasing an ep like track by track and feeding it out and then you get almost got two releases because you get like yeah. each song being released and then you get like the second release which is all four songs in one so yeah. maybe potentially then if you release the EP then as a separate product you get to pitch it for playlists a second time and reap the benefit of feeding the algorithm of the last couple of tracks so that's like now I might be slightly off but that's kind of what I'm picking up from seeing how people are doing at the moment yeah that's why people are releasing like a lot of singles with the big frequency yeah I don't know if I'll release it as an EP I'm thinking more of like a collection because I like it I have I think there's a through line in there and I think there's like where it begins and where it ends kind of captures something and I'm writing differently now and wouldn't mind yeah <laughs> like moving on from that creatively but um what about you so you're also releasing this well soon. no 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 I wanted to okay. ask you something before you go there before you <laughs> spin on there what was it oh yeah well no actually first of all let's go from algorithm world to the real world you're going to be gigging around yeah. these gigs that's also like you know we yeah. spoke about your release on spotify all that that's all online but in the real world you're going to have music out just gigging is the main like you want to is the number one do more gigs like, yeah yeah i looking to get myself set up for that now soon with like just my setup and so i can just go for it yeah i find that like if i release the songs then i can go um above certain thresholds with the gigs with each one over time and that's like the plan yeah and that keeps it in real life it takes my head off the phone off social media and i just like and i enjoy it a lot um and being a performer also impacts my directing and how i like communicate with the actors i like understand what it's like to be a performer and kind Very of like good. yeah are working on music videos for musicians and know what it's like to be the musician and try to get it right for them so it's like it's all kind of come together in a nice way so in like a year's time <laughs> i'd like to have supported uh an artist in like a decent venue that i have been to that and i can see that man i can totally see that that's totally achievable i'm i'm I, i'm looking forward to my first finish gig this year anyway i know it's gonna Thank happen you. um I'm almost too scared to be specific. <laughs> I know. I well, just, it's like you said it before, like... you don't want to announce your, your goals and whatever. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I think that's that is really good, really achievable. And yeah, I just can't, I can't wait to see you gig. And um, I can't Thanks, wait man. to see it all happening. And yeah, 
we shouldn't give too much away, obviously, but it's great you're honest because it will make this far more enjoyable next year when we listen yeah. back to uh, how definite and confident <laughs> we are. Like, I could quit music again, man. You know, it fucking happened yeah, once. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like you never know where the head. year is going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey. When you were doing your first EP, um, so like, as Hudson Taylor, it's like the Battles one. Yeah. I, I have a question for you. and It's almost like in picking the four songs. How what 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 influences the decision making? Because I I find that's the crossroads who, who might yeah be, yeah, yeah who yeah uh, <laughs> it's it was like, kind of like so battles it was the battles EP we wanted to release the song and again it was like an EP which was sort of felt trendy at the time uh, yeah. it was working on iTunes and like we said it could chart as an album so that would be very beneficial to a new band because the album charts. People, less people are releasing on the album charts do you, get, do, yeah. do you know so um you have more of a chance at charting so that's kind of why it was an ep and then battles was the song that we wanted to lead with because it was going down well live that was a big factor like yeah. we'd, we'd play it live yeah it, it ended up being the, the kind of favorite so that was yeah. why we picked that one and then what else was there hideaway i believe drop a smoke drop a smoke and left alone <laughs> Oh, I love Left Alone. And they were just the songs we had at the time. It was like, I think we actually, some of them were written for the Battles EP. Do you know what I mean? Like we'd had yeah. the goal of writing this EP and, and then doing it that way. And then Hideaway was like one of our first writing sessions. So, and Drop of Smoke, as I said, was that single of the week. So they yeah. all kind of had their own purpose. But I mean, I like all the songs on it. You know, it, it was like a, kind of a group decision no, none of that felt very forced but i know battles was like the it was the lead song do you know and then interestingly enough like we said before songs will live another life so we released yeah. it then it had its moment and its moment consisted of what a hundred thousand views maybe on youtube and like hmm. a good few people buying the ep but when we signed then to a major record label they liked the song as well and they wanted to push it as a single and it had a whole other lease of life again re-recorded yeah. so again you know you don't know what's going to happen but when we started doing that yeah we did have people to bounce off it wasn't just us making the decisions like yeah you're finding yourself it's pressure it's like because i know i know what the lead song is and i know if i was to like I'll be as honest as i fucking can because yeah. hopefully it fucking helps someone <laughs> like it's like let's say also, it's real. This is a podcast. So I was about to use my hands, but no one's going to see them. So, okay, <laughs> I see them. <laughs> let's, yeah, yeah, let's say like there's like the, the main song, and then beneath that is like something kind of in the middle between like just like a songwriter heavy thing and it being like a full band thing that you'd expect on a radio. It's kind of I've been mixing between going full songwriter and mixing that then with something that's a bit bigger and. I subbed out one of the ones that would have been very songwriter esque, um, and aiming for what the lead single kind of does because I wrote that when I was like twenty, and now I'm so my mindset has switched from these are just songs I'm writing as life's happening to these are songs I'm writing for so they have their place and what I'm looking to put out. That's this is the first song where that's happened, and it's grand because. I'm able to do it, but it's been weird because I've had to like switch away from what I naturally wrote it for and switch into why it's working. And it's been yeah. weird. Well, that's, that's it. I mean, number one is you're not going to want every song on the EP to be the exact same. 
So you're yeah. going to be looking at things critically, you know, and you're going to want to have... If, well, how many songs have you found? Four? Four. Like, I'll have five, like, by the time they're all recorded, uh, if you include therapy. But, like, I, I guess for me, like, if therapy is recorded <laughs> where I'm sitting, like, in this living room, yeah, like, I, like, I want to make use of the studio to give me the leverage to just go off and do songs in different places and not always have to do the studio things. I know how much that costs and maybe I, I don't, if they, if you know what the end result is, whether it's like, you know, like, you know, a song that sounds of this quality and like the, ba- if you know where the bar is and you can make it, um, maybe you don't have to spend an hour and a leg to do it every time. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, a, it's a, one of those trial and error things, you know, what you've worked, what you've done with therapy works really well. And you know, you can fall back on that if you ever need to record like that again, yeah. but you're also at the early stages of your career. And if you go to try stuff out, but it's an expensive trial, as we know, that's, like, yeah. that's, that's it. Studio time isn't cheap. And yeah, there's ways in which you can kind of help yourself, as you know, be as prepared as possible have some mm. reference tracks, all that sort of stuff, you know, know who you're working with and just be prepared, I suppose. That'll save you money in the long run. But whether it's actually going to get you more streams, who the fuck knows? Do you know? Having it, drums on something or not having drums. I don't know. I think the most important thing with this is that you're happy with it. And mm. that doesn't mean you can't make decisions with a different hat on. Do you know? Yeah. It's it's trying to tap into what's happening now in the music like landscape and figure out what you do and like don't like. I I, I want to like lead with that and not go. This is working. So I'm gonna try to emulate like fucking Dermot Kennedy or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like you know some people do, and like yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> like I've been going back to see like what's the instrumentation on like Passengers like Whispers album. I like yeah. listening with only the lens of when does he use drums and where do they come in? Yeah. Or like really nerding out rather yeah. than going, has to have drums, electric guitar, a bass and an acoustic. Yeah. It's like be sparse and deliberate. Um, and in this situation, so for example, when I've gone into the studio before, it would have been organized by a label, paid for by a label. And they would have, I've done some self-produced stuff as well, which sounds like what you're doing, mm. but there would have been someone making the decisions. That's what a producer does. They're like, the, the yeah. director so to speak um huh. it sounds like you're your own producer in this case you're not good you're going to hire a studio and an engineer in there who's someone who knows how the studio works and you're going to be mm. telling them what to do is that kind of what's going on yeah I'll, or are you paying think, a producer to do this for you and it's going to be their vision because it sounds like it's very much your vision very much my vision um but I think it's just the pressure of organizing that in advance and knowing yeah. like I'm the person who gives like the most shit about it at this stage. Yes. Um, and at that point in your, uh, in, on the ladder, like it's a, it's a, there's a lot of stress that comes with it. I, I know I can understand. I'd had people do it for me in the past. Do you know what I mean? Like take on that yeah. pressure so I could just focus on this or focus on that. So it's a massive, massive undertaking. And yeah, I feel like you're handling it pretty well i think we'll see <laughs> as the series goes on and as the process yeah. goes on how, how it'll go but i know you'll be able for it man you've, you've you've done it before and yeah i know the songs are great and if the songs are great that's half the battle you know yeah i i'm learning to take a compliment <laughs> well it only took one fucking series um yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just stopped myself from arguing with you 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, you got to, you mentioned it in the last series, but you got up to some recording. Yeah, well, I was actually in over Christmas as well. Two days after Christmas, I went in to layer up some stuff on Christ. the tracks I recorded before Christmas, all live with the band. So believe it or not, tomorrow I'm going in to... To, well I'm not recording any fucking strings I'll just be watching and, and doing but there's actually strings going on the songs as well so I'm going in tomorrow to film nice. all that happening and just to meet everybody um, so that's a really It's I think so I think so yeah Who? so in this process um, who arranges that If so I'm, I'm very curious uh, in comparison to like Hudson Taylor thing where you, you have the session musicians and uh, money being thrown all that how has it been this time to um, so you had a live band and you told me about that process but... so I obviously didn't expect to record this music you know um, yeah. because the, of all the reasons we explained in the first series I quit music yeah. and everything I said earlier on I, I, I wasn't really expecting it then obviously it became free and I've been very inspired since then and you know some music's come out or whatever and I really just feel like it's a good opportunity I want to like I'm still the guy from Hudson Taylor do you know, yeah. and like I feel like everything I've done since I left the band, I'm more than that now, and I, I I'm a yeah. bit more of my own person, and I feel like this music I'm writing reflects that, and I want that to happen this year, 2024, because so I'm not anymore the fella from Hudson Taylor, do you know, yeah. uh, musically, and I feel like it's just time for a departure from from that, and you know, the the biggest thing holding me back was the deals and contracts I was in like I said yeah. it didn't make business sense to do this anymore so you know now it does and I'll give it a go but like I have kind of been saying to you like you would know my attitude uh anyone listening I'm pretty chilled out do you know what I mean I don't really want world domination and uh like I don't really have the desire to do a billion dollar tour you know like we'll yeah. see what happens but I <laughs> I would be very surprised like I'm okay with my career being what it is, you know, uh, as long as I'm able to be honest about it, I think that's kind of what the big change. And it's, it's made yeah. everything a lot more enjoyable. People know who I am and what I'm about now. And you can listen to my music. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I don't want to be dependent on any of these big companies or anything like, anything like that anymore. And yeah, I just want the music to kind of rep- reflect that. I happen to live 40 minutes away from like, the producer I would want to work with and he's mm-hmm. a good friend of mine and I see him quite a lot and you know I get to talk to him about quite a lot talk about, about this podcast and all the rest of it so thankfully I'm in a position where if I have a creative idea I'm able to at least talk about it with someone who's you know qualified to see yeah. it through and then also yeah in this case recording wise I trust the producer and because I trust him, he could pretty much do whatever he wants and I know I'm going to like it. Like, it's a very nice collaborative experience. And, yeah, in this case, I walked in. I'd never met... Well, I'd met one of the players in the band before. There was keyboard, drums, and bass. And I walked in. This is how he likes to record it. It's like the old school sort of... That's cool, though. Muscle Shells band. Yeah. He, He works with this band all the time. They're shit hot. They literally never heard the songs before. I played it to them all once. The next time we all played together, everything was recording and we could have used that first take. We did 14 takes of two songs back to back and we picked take number seven. And then over Christmas, I went in and added a few 
little harmonies, little bits of keyboards and stuff. And then now tomorrow I'm going on to do strength. Gosh. But yeah, fucking. So we're both planning. We're both planning. We're both recording. We're both fucking doing it now, which is cool. Which is a different to last year. Do you know? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, and it'll be. It's going to inform a lot. Like this podcast is informing so much for me. Like I almost don't want to release anything until we finish it because yeah. <laughs> I've learned. I learned so much every week from you, from our guests, from the listeners, and yeah, yeah. I I'm, I literally think I think about this podcast every single fucking day. Yeah, and I'm just. I don't know. I'm really, really, really excited for where this goes. And it's added a whole new perspective. I don't know. Just, yeah. I'm excited to bug you with so many questions now as you're doing stuff. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know me, man. It's like I'm said, I'm going to try and keep it chill. Like I don't, you know, like it needs to work around my life at the moment. And Mm. uh, it's so cool to have a label, a team that understand this. And for the, it's literally the very first time. Um, Like I registered some of my music. It's 100% me. Like, it's literally, yeah. this the first time that's ever happened. Uh, there's always been, like, someone else in there having a percent somehow or the other. So it's like, it's just, it's a crazy feeling. It's cool. It's, it's, I said to you, like, when we got out of the deal, it was just, uh, I was almost emotional in the sense that, like, you know, you're a peer, like, to so many people and you weren't able to do what you do. And as, like, it broke my heart because I know what, how, much it means to be able to do yeah music. yeah, and yeah. It just so it's just been so lovely to see i don't know like almost like you're unfrozen and just allowed to do stuff again like well it's mad and but it's it literally would not have happened without this podcast because so much of it is connected to like it's not it's not just what i can say in the music like Obviously, you can say a certain amount in three, four minutes when you write a song, but like actually being able to speak about how my career has affected me in the past has been so much of it. And then also to see how that's affecting artists now or even people who have been through the same path as me, like that's the stuff that gets me super emotional. And that's what I'm here for. I really like that. (laughs) On that note. We are going to hear from some listeners now, Finon. Um, And here's the first one. I'm going to read it to you right now after this commercial break. Oh, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. It's happening. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, we're back from that commercial break. 
thank you very much for being with us, staying with us. As you might have noticed, what the first series, do you know, we did no ads in the first series. I forgot to click the fucking button, didn't I? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> there you go, everybody. First series, no ads. Uh, if, you, if you'd liked that experience and you want to listen to the second series ad-free, well, then you can sign up to our Patreon. Uh, there'll be no ads on there. And also, there'll be the added bonus that Fionn and I appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts, don't we, Fionn? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, we really do. And yeah, your support... I mean, just listening and sharing and getting involved is fucking amazing. But any financial support you can give us for this podcast would be amazing, particularly as we have a big list for Series 2 of things we want to achieve <laughs> and places we want to take it. And yeah, your help could really just take it to the next, next level. So yeah, if that sounds like something you're into, no ads, me and Finon keeping the lights on <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> sign up to our patreon uh we'd really really appreciate it speaking of patreon i've saw again it's like it's an interesting model not just for podcasts but artists are adopting it as well our our Mr. man greg Mr. Holden. holden yeah our man greg yeah. holden set up a patreon and it's really exciting really really cool because we were both wondering what he's going to do in 2024 he was kind of teasing it out uh yeah he, interestingly, I saw he was talking, it, it's it's the accountability for him that he's yeah. kind of looking forward to, where, because it's can be quite hard, and like, he's a kid now yeah. as well, so I can imagine sitting down at your desk to write a song can be quite hard, with everything we've been talking about, getting in touch with your audience, like, you know, Patreon seems very personal, I'd love to hear from some people, because we had some nice messages over Christmas, finally got to, like, got to kind of process them and chat about them, and yeah, just people have got to catch up with some of the episodes and stuff what comes to mind for you does any like message what, what message sticks out the most i haven't asked permission from anyone yet but hey we'll speak phone fucking died. <laughs> oh your phone died <laughs> convenient Finon. very convenient uh, a, lot, a lot of like the the alfie haters club was getting on to me over christmas to be fair where are they them. yeah yeah where are they <laughs> <laughs> let's see let's see let's see so we had this is really nice i'm going to play this this is from um irish artist again called ro burn now i'd known ro for years uh, yeah. he's a busker used to come watch us play anyway he got on to me and he says man i absolutely love the podcast top quality and i was like well that's fucking cool and yeah. i hadn't got back to them yet but this is what i get next Alfie, man, not to double text, but when I said to that first one, I just finished the uh, the YouTube episode, and now I've just fin- now I'm literally haven't even finished the escapism one. But man, congratulations, that is insane. I am so delighted for you. I can't believe that. Well, I'm 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 so delighted for you, man. I can't even tell you that is such a buzz. I can't even imagine how you're feeling, how you felt in November. But wow, oh man. Buzzing, buzzing for you. There's a story that I wanted to tell you, but I wanted to be sort of out of that little fanboy era first before I told it to you, but I'm not sure if you remember. I really can't remember how long ago it was. It was right before your Olympia show. You guys were busking outside Mary's, and uh, I walked by. One of, one of my mates was like, Hudson Town was busking over there. I was like, oh, fuck off. So I went around the corner. <laughs> to try and catch you after my set and uh, I just missed you so I was like walking past you 
because I didn't want to approach us. And you called me over. And I was like, fuck, you know? Like, I was being called to death, you know? I was like, fuck, like, this is mad. Um, and kind of at that time, I, I was a bit, in a bit of a slump. Like, I was, you know, busking for years and, you know, I was still young, but I don't know. I think you just, I don't know what you said. You gave me a CD. I still have it in my car. But, um, I don't know what you said. But it really, I remember that day, like, kind of really changed my attitude around what I was doing and how I was doing it. I felt kind of in a, in a slump before then. And I think just something you said stuck with me. I wish I could remember what it was, but it really, it stuck with me for a long time. And then, I don't know, I'm in a good spot now. And I think about that interaction once every few months. And I always need to thank you. And I think I'm in a spot now where I'm able to thank you without sounding like a bit of an idiot. Like, but yeah, man, you're killing it. You're absolutely killing it. Podcast is class. Man, you're doing bitch. That's lovely. Isn't it, man? Honestly, it made me cry. Uh, listening to that, I was like, that is so fucking cool. Whatever the fuck I said, I've no idea, but I, I'd love to know. <laughs> I need a bit of that myself. Is Mary's on Grafton Street? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then I <laughs> I met Ro on Grafton Street. Um, no way. <laughs> back in early music week. I went up and I was like, I love your music. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's so. fucking class guy. I reckon I want to watch now for for next year yeah, uh, or for this year. Definitely. Sorry, Jesus, where am I? But yeah, no, I thought that was really nice. And then he went on to say, "I've about ten minutes left in the publishing episode, but I'm back and I've got more praise for you." <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time I ever heard of a publishing deal or what it entails was when I got offered Whoa. one last year. I think people think you're just supposed to know all of these things when you get place in the industry but going from busking to a publishing deal basically overnight it's impossible to know everything and i think this episode and the songwriting episode just puts everything nicely wrapped and explains everything because nobody ever tells you and you just have to know question mark question mark question mark it took me a whole month of actually asking questions to understand what it meant and what it would mean for me but the episode really sums it up do you remember when um it was when Dermot Kennedy released his second album, and I, so as far as I remember, Roe was busking Dermot's music, and Dermot shared it, and like just a really a positive message about it. And then, um, I think I think it was around that time because I vaguely remember now like Roe posting about how like there's like people in their emails like getting into them. It was like, can you imagine like? doing the the busking and then like suddenly it's just like industry walks in but to be fair like like rose at early music week you know what i mean like like i i it was like when i was there it was when when you notice someone that you might like know of through music i was like okay cool like you're like you're at this thing you're zoning into it like it's um yeah i'm just happy that that made me happy no it's so nice isn't it it was really really cool and then here's another one from uh like quite a quite a serious irish session musician um he said hey dude my fiance showed me your podcast today uh listen to the first two episodes so far and it's so refreshing to hear someone talk about this industry in a no bullshit way love it and thank you for being so honest about your experiences looking forward to hearing more fucking i mean that's a huge Sound. endorsement from someone in the industry i'm not saying this just to fucking blow smoke up my own arse by the way i'm actually trying to find some stuff about you on here too uh, <laughs> 
but you wouldn't have seen these. That's why I'm reading them to you. Do you know? Yeah. Because people are sending them to me. What's another one? Hey, Alfie. Hope all's good with you. Uh, we love your content. We'd love to send you some nice swag or some cool drink. No, thank you. Who uh, said that? <laughs> <laughs> Why, are you looking for some swag, Maybe. are you? <laughs> Maybe. One way to free hoodie now. Sign up to the Patreon. I won't have to take free swag. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> who else have we got here? Um, I don't know. There must be some on our own page as well. Yeah, we'll get them up now here. Your phone's dead, isn't it, Fionn? Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is also really nice from Charlie. Um, lovely, uh, yeah. lovely accent on this file. I'll play it to you now. And we'll ask him if we can play it out, but mm. I'm not sure if we can. But... Hey, Alfie. I'm Fionn. What a podcast, lads. Um, <laughs> I, I genuinely, I mean, I didn't know it was a podcast I needed. But as a musician, um, it generally has really helped me. Um, I feel like it's um, it's been a difficult time for me performing, and uh, I fell into the trap of of just you know singing covers, playing at bars, restaurants, weddings, and I lost the love for songwriting altogether. Really, um, and performing, you know, it just felt like a job, and it has done for a good long time. Um, so, just I feel like even though obviously you've touched on a lot of difficult subjects. And obviously, you've not spoken too highly of the music industry as it is at the moment, but it generally has, uh, in a strange way, inspired me to to push on and keep going and knowing that there's, you know, there's still hope. There's still hope yet, lads. <laughs> that is lovely. I like that. He went and went on to say he saw Hudson Taylor play at Glastonbury in like 2013 or something. And that's how he found the music and that's what inspired him to get into the into into his band. So... Like really, really cool that he's now found this and and he's relating to yeah. it. Who else have we heard from? I heard from another artist. This was absolutely lovely. Um, won't mention their name, but they said hello, recovering signed artist here, which I thought was very funny. Now independent, and I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making this podcast. I've been near tears out of my morning walks listening to it. I cut ties with my label and publishing a while back, which is one of the scariest things I've ever had to do. I'm now independent and released my first EP last year. And while it's a massive learning curve, it has been so incredibly rewarding to be authentically me for the first time in a long time. I remember rap day in the studio for the EP and realizing it didn't have to go through anyone else for approval. It was all mine. If I had heard this podcast five years ago, I'd probably be a lot further along this journey than I am. The culture of secrecy in this industry lets these cycles continue. By speaking out the way you are, you will cause real meaningful change from one artist to another. Thank you and keep it up. Sound. That is so fucking cool. That is so fucking cool. And and for the first time, I know what that's like to fucking come out the studio and not have to fucking, you know, ha- be the person to approve. And like you said earlier yeah. on, it's difficult. <laughs> and you kind of uh. go... Uh, Mom, what mind, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you just gotta go. Where's the person gonna fucking uh, tell me? Tell me what to do here. But it's a, it's a really strong feeling, especially when you've had other people making these decisions for you. You really feel good when you get to do it yourself. You know, I, I think like it's that initial stage where putting together the this like first project, and then knowing that there's like there's 
you know, a road beyond that where people will come on board and it will be different. Yeah. Like I was saying that that to myself in the first release. This is stressful as shit, but I I'm I'm enjoying it because I know it won't. It won't I'm not gonna make a song in my living room. Like I'm never gonna be able to make my first song again. Like you know exactly. what I mean. Like to enjoy it. Like and enjoy the twelve hour a day. You know. Yeah. With like all the windows closed and the doors closed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no, I, I I love I love hearing from people. I love um touching base with people then and they're like, oh, that's the podcast. And I'm like, oh, like sound. It's just like seeing a travel is just always lovely it's been it's like it was unexpected unexpected for me to have so many people getting in contact with us at this stage and then also just like music fans getting you know um i kind of thought we'd be sort of exclusively for artists at least for the first little Mm. while anyway no it's it's been so refreshing and so cool and it does really really um it keeps me going as well and and like something you'd said last year that really stuck with me and i'm finding as well now able to have conversations about things I'd previously never have able to have conversations mm. with with people, you know, uh, like close friends and stuff who wouldn't have yeah, understood yeah. where this is going or even wouldn't have understood the situation I was in who can finally go, ah, okay, I get it. And that's been, I mean, hugely liberating for me because, yeah, I, I mean, I just used to just not say anything about yeah. it because it's just, I, I'd be a bit too cynical or take the party down or whatever the fuck happens, you know. So it's nice to actually have this stuff listened to and, and understood and, and, and again like uh, pe- people people some artists are relating to it and that's that's really cool to, to hear you know and to have like this, a, this you know a second series of it and like to be back again you know in 10 weeks time we'll be mad to see how we're feeling like it's that kind of like so I was saying it to you it's like South Park make their episodes in like six days they make it like the week of um the week it releases, oh yeah yeah like, yeah yeah I was saying, like, it's like, <laughs> it was like to my friend, like, the podcast is going to be back. I'm not going to, like, even think about that until, like, the day it comes out. I won't, I won't believe we have a show until it's, like, <laughs> it's uploaded. And, like, it's just, like, that 10-week goal of it, which is just, like, I can't fathom the fact that this is, like, I know. a show. I know, man. Um, I have now, after hearing from those beautiful listeners, um, yes, that's you. Yeah, you. Um <laughs> I have some music business stories I would love to talk to you about. Um yeah. if I can only find them. So yeah, here we go, here we go, here we go. So I was just looking up like what's out there online about things that happened last year. And well, one thing was interesting was like it was almost what do they call it, a red leather day or something? When you like the boom years are still happening. Like it's That's bad. It's almost back up at the level where it's, ugh, I don't know how the fuck to say this in a more simple way. Music is fucking flying it, basically. It's back up to, to levels where it's, you know, there's a lot of money being made. And yeah. The boom's still booming. The boom is still booming. But weirdly enough, CD sales rise, vinyls rise, all of this stuff started rising. And mm. a lot of that has to do with people like Taylor Swift. Yeah, selling like their album once over again. And, you know, so cautious before mentioning her name. Yeah. <laughs> I will <laughs> not say it in vain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I found really interesting because, you know, it's again another thing that if you don't know about the ins and outs of this stuff, you'd look at CD sales rise in 2023 is the headline. You go, well, that's great for musicians, but only but, a select few musicians who are, you know, printing yeah. en masse and getting these things sold for, you know, for a price that actually works. And yeah, I just found it one of those things that, 
on the outside looks great, but like you said, grassroots. Same thing with the top and the grassroots. Yeah. Like, like the version now, like you could buy like, bring it back to fucking like Blind Boy. I remember being a kid going to Gold Discs and I remember a Horse Outside being like a CD you could buy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there was not, that was how it became number two um, yeah. at Christmas. Should have been number one. Should but, have been. Yeah. Like now it's bank camp. Like it's like, it, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. The fact that like there was a day where a single, it was like, where can you get it? Oh, go buy it. And that was it. Yeah. Those physicals are selling again. However, like printing them for you and me is way more expensive than printing them for Taylor Swift because she's doing yeah. it in big numbers. And we're doing cash. it's that. <laughs> well, yeah. And we're printing it smaller numbers. So it costs us, you know, like if you're getting a thousand, it's good. You're going to get cheaper per unit than yeah. buying a hundred. That's just simple. And then also, the things bigger artists have at their disposal to make these things happen, the record companies, relationships there, you know, that's what's driving this rise is the, is the big, like shifting a lot of units. But that, yeah, the sale, this is like music used to be sold before now it's streamed, you know, um, that's one story um, from 2023, which I thought is, you know, it's interesting from the outside appears positive, but actually when you look into it, it's not actually as positive as it sounds. Um, another one here is from Music Week, and it is Universal Music Group's Sir Lucian Grange, who's the head of Universal Music, reveals expansion of artist-centric strategy by targeting superfans. So this I find really interesting because this is sort of language that you'd hear in a Music Week paper, which Music Week is like the music industry's publication. But... Like, if you're a super fan, I don't know how that would feel. Like, they're yeah. going to, Universal Music are going to be targeting you. Their public strategy is to target super fans. So, he goes, so Ruby Works is coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Universal Fuck's Music sake, Group like... and this guy, too, because like Hudson Taylor's albums are on Universal. I doubt we're going to be impacted by any of this, but, well, no, we will be, and the industry will be. That's the point. Sorry. So he goes, CEO Lucien Grange, Sir Lucien Grange, my apologies, Sir Lucien Grange, has promised an extremely exciting transformative year for the company. Oh, fuck off. In the Universal <laughs> Music Group Leader's annual note to staff, which has been sent to Music Week, oh no, which has been seen by Music Week, Sir Lucien reflects on the achievements of the major in the past 12 months, including its artist campaigns and the long-term industry initiatives around streaming and AI. Is that this year? This is this, this is, year's note. This is this year's note about talking about 2023. Because last year his note was about the streaming, um, the, the streaming model, and um, so he and speaks like went into that cap. Yeah, he speaks about this as well, and and he also, I mean, from this, in my opinion, likes to think he has influence over the streaming companies. We'll we'll read all into that. So he goes once again. 2023 saw Universal Music lead the industry in all major financial and competitive performance metrics. At the same time, our artists broke records and topped the charts around the world, Sir Lucian wrote. To put it succinctly, Universal Music Group is the most successful company in the history of the music industry. And every one of us should be enormously proud of what we have accomplished together, let alone... Are you proud of being proud of that? <laughs> <laughs> let alone what I know we will accomplish going forward. Um, like, oh, God. In, in 2023, Universal Music Group 
had six of the top 10 global artists on Spotify. Taylor Swift at number one, The Weeknd, Drake, Fide, Carol G and Lana Del Rey. I, I, forgive me if I've not pronounced them correctly. On Apple Music, it had 13 of the top 20 most streamed. In the UK, according to the official charts company, Universal Music Group had seven of the top artists in terms of overall consumption in 2023, including Taylor Swift, Drake, and The Weeknd in the top five. Spotify's most streamed artist globally was Taylor Swift, Bad Bunny, The Weeknd, and Drake. So again, Universal, like you said, dominating the industry, winning. And a year ago, this is what you were referring to, Sir Lucian Grange used his New Year's message to address key issues around the streaming royalty model, including measures to properly reward the artist-fan relationship and tackling fraud and those gaming the system. It's fucking... Go on, I want to hear it. No, you're putting a number on art. That's what he's doing. Yeah. But that, like he's saying, like, well, he's. It's a company. They're talking about like when they're trying to make a profit. Like that's what companies do. That's fine, I guess. But like, there's the the fact that he's presenting this against. Let's say no. There might be absolute shite on Spotify that is just noise that is there to gain the system and that's whatever but if it is then the decision is we're going to save X amount of money and in the process we're going to not pay artists under this threshold which we could easily move the goalpost up mm-hmm. like to get like on Spotify if you're under a thousand streams you don't actually see the number like it's like yeah it's it, it shouldn't that's that's like this new thing which I mean in a weird way, this article sort of, I feel this guy sort of takes credit for, for pushing Spotify into this sort of position where that is the case. So like you just said, yeah, for new artists now or me, you, any, any artist putting stuff on Spotify, you need to generate over a thousand streams before they even pay you anything. That's, that's right, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's their new payment model, which came into effect, which, you know, there are some other, like, sorry. There are a lot of tracks that are uploaded that have zero plays. That's kind of what this is being yeah. set out. And the more tracks that are on Spotify, the more money this is going to cost Universal and, and all the labels and everybody. That's what I'm hearing is the is the problem there, here. It's like to parallel it. For example, like YouTube. Like YouTube has a threshold where you can get paid now. It's like X amount of um, hours of watch time and... Like and it's all within like ninety days. So it's like basically showing like, are you active and you're actually like contributing to this before we actually like pay you? I didn't and know that. With TikTok, as far as I know, and it might have changed. It's different as well. Where like, um, TikTok for example, it's one pie, and um, the pie isn't getting bigger, and whoever's taking from it, everyone's slice gets smaller. It's like, and then on Twitter, um, your man. I'm not even fucking name the fucker. Um, <laughs> it's like you mean trying X, to, by the way. Yeah, X. I'm joking. Sorry. I'm joking. Jesus, um, trying to get people to post YouTube videos on it now and saying that like, um, oh, you're gonna make all this money. So there are creators testing that out as well, but there are people then on Twitter which is like posting horrible stuff to get interactions because they're getting like cash for it. Yeah. Basically, like, every service has their model. I think what it is with Spotify and what the uproar is kind of about is like music traditionally has been paid for. YouTube videos were never paid for. Like it's not like you can put as much money as you want into the YouTube video, but you know, it's going to be consumed for free. Yeah. But Spotify 
is the one where like our streamers like that where you know used to buy a single in the shop and used to purchase it and now to actually like take that a different model and put it on to what was always traditionally paid for and put a number on the art of that it just feels different who are who are they to decide that's the thing i've heard stories of like massive classical musicians they would sell out like theaters yet their music doesn't stream that much class musicians they put in serious work into their work you know years of practice to become a classical music it's like elite elite musician sort of territory and they can make money in the live sense but this is basically taking away an income for you know a, a genre of music which isn't streamed a lot because not a lot of people yeah. are streaming classical music you know so there's less of a pie there for classical musicians so you'd have super famous people i mean i'm sure hudson a lot of the hudson taylor catalog doesn't make a thousand streams a year that's interesting it's, it's like songs from my first album all of that stuff is now i believe written off because it it's not making a thousand streams a year, like. But it's gotten over it, I believe. So I think. Okay, I don't, so it's. Is it in the year or is it in just a thousand streams? This is what, like, again, we'll have to find out, and yeah, we have another series to dive into this, and by the end of it, we will have answers. Yeah. But this We've, is yeah. Spotify in 2024, you know, and Universal Music. This fella here, he says, looking to 2024, both the pace of change and our industry leadership will increase significantly wrote Sir Lucian, we will be moving quickly and meaningfully on many different fronts. One such area is that of the superfan, which Goldman Sachs highlighted as a growth area for the industry. Blech. We stopped calling them Sir as well, because I don't like the monarchy. <laughs> I think it's kind of, it paints the perfect picture of who this man is. Uh, you yeah. know, the fact that he, he is ingratiated with, with that sort of yeah, family. Christ. So the next focus of our strategy would be to grow the pie for all artists by strengthening the artist-fan relationship through super fan experiences and products, wrote Sir Lucian. We are already in advanced discussions with our platform partners regarding this phase and we will have more to announce in the coming months in addition we'll be building our in-house capabilities through groundbreaking partnerships that will accelerate our artists ability to create experimental commerce and content offerings for their fans in short we are creating the blueprint for the labels of the future fuck off the major also expects to announce more commercial applications for artist driven ethical ai as well as expanding geographically and leveraging new technologies, Universal Music Group has been building e-commerce and direct-to-consumer operations. In 2024, as we continue our industry-leading investments in A&R and artist development, we will further evolve our organizational structure to create efficiencies in other areas of the business so we can remain nimble and responsive to opportunities as they arise, whilst also taking advantage of the benefits of our scale. So That's a lot of... <laughs> words it's a lot of words long story short we're gonna focus on the super fan but like zoom out what other fucking industry doesn't focus on their customers what they've been doing for the last fucking 10 years not focusing on the super like do you know it's a strange thing to say and it's access to the customer that wasn't there before so that's like, information like data on where they are who they are what they want uh, like netflix says like their base competitor is sleep it's like it feels like a version of that yes. with these people. Yeah. It's like we want it. At what, if you really go down to the root of it, what they want attention, like they want your attention as a commodity for mm. so many companies now. They want if you if they could take all of it and put it onto yeah. the artists or whatever yeah, the hell yeah. they, they shell out. That that's all. They, that's that they'd be 
they but get the Christmas bonuses. That's it. It's so interesting. Well, I just find like, so this is a music industry magazine. Anyone can get this. Like you can get this as a new artist. It's so far away from the world you're, you know what I mean? You're in. This yeah. is Goldman Sachs talking about investing in the super fan. Like, how does this information <laughs> apply, it's, it's, apply to you? Like, I don't, yeah. No, I don't, I, it's actually, it's, I don't, I don't think this is cynical, <laughs> but it's just where it is. Like, it's just like, it's like if you think about Disney, for example, there are shareholders at the top of that who want certain things. And yeah. that's why decisions are made. Even if it's painted going, this is all magical. It's like there are shareholders of that company, and this is like, if this is for it's presented like this is for the artists and blah and blah. Yeah, and this is for the future and all this. It's not. And then no, it's like it's money. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's exactly it's to make our company more money to become the the, the biggest uh, company in music for the second year in a row and break records and have growth, but. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's across the board, man. This is, again, this is the head of Warner, same same publication, uh, Music Week, saying, you know, uh, Robert Kinkle has outlined an ambitious 10-year plan for the major. This is the year of the next 10, apparently. And as we start the new year, one thing I'd like us all to remember is that our world has fundamentally changed. The music business is in a very different place than it was 10 years ago. Now, we're in a position of strength. Fuck off. That is the time to go ahead for the future. Um, and then they have artists like, you know, uh, Ed Sheeran, Julipa, David Bowie, Madonna, Talking Heads, uh, other artists getting name checked, 2024, Fred again. We need to make bold, intelligent choices about where we put our expertise, investment and energy. So anyway, they're all thinking. And again, the Goldman Sachs influential music is in the air report is mentioned. And this is, we spoke about this last time. It's like vulture funds and people outside of music realizing the value in music now and wanting a piece of the pie. But of course, as we know, as artists, independent artists, the pie is only so big. There's only so many music fans. So when these companies say they're going to suck super fans dry, well, most (laughs) likely a Taylor Swift super fan is also a fan of, someone like Taylor Swift you know what I mean like yeah. they're so Grace Abrams or something exactly and now that other uh, artist might not get the money because the artist on the major has sucked them dry you know their major has you know so to speak it feels filthy like it feels it feels almost like icky like it does to think and so far away from let's make good music and <laughs> so, so far away from you too right now this like, just to demonstrate the, the the difference between the, the upper echelon and just the the kind of tough reality <laughs> i know yeah. i know but i thought it was so interesting because this like like your man saying we are now in the position of power in the music industry i find that like i find I think that the artist has the power that's what i'm saying if we all pull together greg spoke on this really early on in the first series it's like if we if all the artists pull together and again going on to activism all of this stuff if 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 artists actually just said lads we're withdrawing our labor here we are not yeah. having this no do you know but the problem is and i've found and this is reflective of society as a whole i believe i mean yeah. I, i'm happy to be wrong but like a lot of people are selfish <laughs> they you know yeah. they, they do when the moment comes and they get offered that extra whatever they're gonna take it splitter still yeah and and they do sadly a lot of artists go oh i'm gonna take the money and i'm gonna you know walk away from my principles or for just this once or whatever or i choose to we, ignore it we might have touched on this in greg's interview but like to parallel that with the film industry 
like lightly without because <laughs> I could I could I know die very well. I know <laughs> <laughs> like like if basically if the if the film industry fucks about um this is like the big production houses Universal same boys Warner yeah, yeah, yeah. same like um like in the film side Warner Brothers um. I'm just gonna say he's the CEO, but like David Zaslav is like not in the good books of the film industry because he's been making tax write-offs for completed films um, and, and taking projects off. Um, like Westworld, for example, is no longer on HBO. Like you, that's it's gone. You, if you have the physical copy of it, you can watch it, but it's no longer on the streamer. It's like weird. In protest, almost the actors can go on strike, the writers can go on strike. Um, I'm pretty sure there's the uh, the actual production workers and stuff like that. Like vfx workers are looking to unionize like that's the framework is there to actually halt the industry completely and they all show solidarity with each other you know all in an ideal world yeah there's none of that in the music industry but they're the same companies in just in a music context your man is literally naming taylor swift in this article do you know what i mean and ed sheeran in the other article like you know like they're 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 very much part of this in terms of like how how the heads of these companies are talking about them that's that's the difference you might have big actors showing solidarity with extras you know or yeah and, make sure that they're yeah over exactly and i don't necessarily see the same amongst like like taylor's been great to be fair she did over the last 10 years she's done so much to protest against the music industry now we just don't hear her very much in these conversations uh about it's, herself making yeah. so much money and benefiting from this system but Hey, it's hard to look inside. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, and I, I don't know. Fucked. It is. Okay. It is. <laughs> but like, I think people put it very well, and this is one I saw really well, kind of in response to these two things. And this is the Council of Music Makers, and this was shared by someone I really trust, who I'm hoping to get on this series. And this is a a message from music makers to employees at major music companies. So that's me and you wanting to fucking yep. chat so it's perfect and they've said it here so we don't have to because <laughs> we've tried our best guys <laughs> but <laughs> uh, we uh, <laughs> we can only do so much so they said as the new year gets underway we've been reading with interest the upbeat new year's messages written by the bosses of some of the major music companies well we just read them <laughs> yeah. and the positive okay. facts and figures being published about the recorded music market in 2023 it is great that more music is being consumed than ever before and that recorded music revenues continue to surge. However, for many professional music makers, these are incredibly challenging times. As last year's UK musicians census confirmed, and that census, I can't fucking remember the facts of it, but Jesus, it is not good. It's like, okay, I'm just going to click the fucking link and get the fact because otherwise. <laughs> uh, so I can remember, it's huge. It's <laughs> 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 the initial findings of the first ever consensus released to the public for the first time. Uh, the report says nearly half of musicians earn under £14,000 a year. What the fuck is that? We uh, talked about this in the... I don't know, it might, might not be in the Christmas one because that would be a fucking depressing episode. But like, but the... I was the Christmas one, actually. <laughs> but like, the, 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 but like, it's about you're living in relative poverty if you're under a certain number and how the fuck are you supposed to get to that with... Absolutely. Kids? And so. here, here is the fact that... Nearly half of musicians earn under 14 grand a year. Now, I was one of them last year, uh, and I'm not proud of that, but it's just the fucking facts. It's <laughs> Thank <I'm> you. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the facts on the ground. And uh, this is saying we felt compelled to send our own memo outlining why this is and how 
you can help address some of these ongoing issues. So they're saying, look, we're liking your messages, very positive, but the facts are the facts. Musicians are fucked, and they're the ones making all this. So, I mean, I'm paraphrasing there, you know, but uh, it always been a challenge pursuing a full-time career in music. I agree. The fact it is so easy to release music, the fact catalog is now so easily accessible. However, some of the challenges are caused by the policy decisions made by streaming services and major record companies. And this is where you can help. To address these changes, the following needs to happen. Music makers must play a central role in evolving the streaming business model and identifying commercial opportunities in AI, ensuring a digital music business that is a truly artist-centric model. It is not acceptable for a few major players to meet in secret and agree self-serving business model and then present it to the world as a faith accompli. So a lot of big words in there, but that's basically saying you you need musicians at the table. You can't just have the head of Universal chatting to Spotify saying, oh, I don't think this is right. Here's what we've done. We're saving the industry. You, you actually need, you know, in the room. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just me. <laughs> like, just you. I, I, 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I would trust Six you, man. Nine. I would trust you over these guys. Do you know what I mean? They don't know what it's like to be a musician starting out now. You yeah. do. We need you at the table. So another one, record companies must enter into a frank and honest conversation about the inequities in streaming, which are caused by their policies, especially those that disadvantage the music makers behind the industry's incredible, valuable catalogue. All music makers must be fairly remunerated whenever their music is streamed. Spotify, like, just, for example, if you're pitching a song for their editorial playlist, which is just the massive factor of how well the song will do on their oh, platform. Gotcha. There's play there's um label pitches like that like the like you look at uh, how do I fucking face this without burning like a thousand bridges um burn them down at, <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> it's like you look at a song come out basically and it's suddenly in like twenty playlists or like ten playlists whatever it's like the label can pitch these things but then there's the artist who doesn't have any of these frameworks pitching for the same playlist and they just won't get in because they're not a fucking label. But Spotify then is like, but you can pitch, like anyone can pitch. It's like, but yeah, but yeah, like, anyone can. The, the labels but, are like, yeah, jacking you off. Like, exactly. Just... <laughs> they get, you know, they get front of the queue sort of thing. You know, again, having people in the room, having artists in the room telling, you know, saying this would, would really help. But obviously it, it's, it's benefiting the labels, this model and, uh, yeah, I mean this. This council of music makers are, are are calling for more musicians at the table. They're calling for music and digital companies must make transparency a top priority. It is unreasonable, unconscionable, and anti-competitive to force music makers to run the digital side of their business blind without the information they need to understand yeah. their income, audit their royalties, and pick the best business partners to represent their rights. That's very true. So, and then the last point is everyone in, in the music rights industry, including music makers, need to ensure comprehensive and accurate data is provided with every new release. Bad data means music makers go uncredited and songwriters lose money. Fixing this problem isn't just the job of data experts. Every single person in the industry needs to play their part. Yeah. So it's recognizing a lot of the problems that we have with streaming, a little bit about AI as well. And this is the Council of Music Makers 
seeking to try and do something about it. And yeah, I would I would check out their website, councilmusicmakers.org. And this is a message from music makers to employees at major music companies. That's where I'm getting all this information. I mean, they're saying it way better than me. They have all the fucking proof here. Yeah. You know, and then they go on to say about transparency and there's like people hiding behind NDAs. But like their point is, we are the music makers. What, what, why are we being told what's happening? Why aren't, why don't we have a seat at the table deciding these things that are changing the industry for you, for me? Like you hit the threshold the other day. Yeah. But it was random as well. I just checked my Spotify fairness and suddenly <laughs> it went up like double the streams in Helsinki. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's no. Yeah. 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 It's a strange, strange old platform. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is. So, but it wasn't a Spotify playlist either. It was like a, I, I don't remember playing that playlist. Mm. It was just random. But like, it's the fact that like that that is something to be done. And even like a friend of mine was just so happy to see it because he knows that that like looks better than less than a thousand. Like, even though there's nothing wrong with that, it's just the fact that they've already they've set up something for. They're not going to show it if it's less than I don't know. It's just it's it's complicated. We're paying like fifteen quid a month. <laughs> like it's I like, know you forget that Spotify is act is like a, a company month. where we're also paying subscriptions to them. I know, like I know, it's fucking mad. Well, that's so, one one thing I've always not understood. Like you could be an artist with a million monthly listeners, you're still paying for your fucking subscription. Like uh, sorry, you're paying ten pounds a month or whatever the hell it is to to use our yeah. service. Feels like to me. It's the kind of beginnings slash consequences of a monopoly. But on that note, it's a very messy landscape again in 2024. And there's, you know, big money being made in music. And like my only hope, you called it at the start, man. You did, you did call that there would be more, more um, trouble with streaming. And it could change though. It's, it's interesting though. I am enjoying watching, it's, you know, slight demise, I guess slightly but yeah. like if you look at like even the film side of netflix and all this it's like you know for years it was essentially netflix licensing out like let's say friends for example but now warner bros has hbo max like but now everyone has a streaming service and yeah. it goes from oh i'm paying for netflix and i have all this to if you really go into it like oh i can't get um what like warner brothers films here i can't get disney films yeah. here. i have to pay another time it's like it and it's it's going for the music side now. The music side is like it does not this it's not the same as like Universal having their own streaming thing. It, I don't think it would work. It's like because of no. what we've been given already, access to every song and every album. But if that happens, no, I'm not a like business person, so this is what I believe kind of could happen. But like if we went similar to how like it works on that, like I'd license my song to Universal streaming thing. Or I'd license my song to the thing. Like, you wouldn't get fucking Sony Entertainment uploading their films to Netflix. Like, they license yeah. them with deals. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a value there still. Yeah. Um, It's just the way it works is, like, you're already paying, what, like, 30 quid to a fucking distribution service just to get well, it on Spotify. That's, that's the other interesting thing is, like, so you pay to have your music on Spotify through one of these distribution services. Like, they're, yeah. one of them's called DistroKid, one of them's called CD Baby. Who do you go with? Uh, DistroKid. DistroKid. So that costs you what, thirty pounds, thirty dollars a year? Thirty quid for our, for like the t- the bottom tier. Quid. 
and the, so this is the thing. So you want to get the second tier um, because you want to be able to put what your label is actually called and you want to be able to put like your lyrics in yes, so you pay extra yes. fiver. It's yeah. like, it's actually shocking. Like how like, it's like to look professional, you have to get the, at least the second but one. Now you don't have to. But last time I checked, so about 30 quid, that's about six, that's at least 16,000 streams, I'd say. Mm. It's just, which it, yeah, a year. It's sadly that's a million streams is not considered. It's good. a million streams is world as a worldwide thing. But if you go country to country, what constitutes as a gold record, it's platinum a, record? Yeah, changes given the demographic, of exactly the population, and it, but like Spotify just makes it like oh, it's just a million. Yeah, and like oh, it's just a but thousand. Like, but like, it doesn't work for everybody, and that's because they clearly haven't included music makers into the conversation. Do you know? Um, that co- conversation is happening on this podcast every week and we're so happy you can all join us you know and mm-hmm. we can talk about it and talk about how it affects us and also you know we can figure out how Fionn is going to milk me the super fan the one super fan uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck's sake how are you going to milk me like <laughs> it's like ex- exclusive you know, fucking vinyls <laughs> I don't fucking know, but like it's just yeah. It I think that we need to be involved in the conversation. That's that's kind of yeah. what this episode has been all about, and that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Uh, we, we just got to keep having the conversation, you know. We we some whopper guests lined up and fucking maybe. That's <laughs> how you're looking. <laughs> yeah, go on. Give me the look. You get in touch. <laughs> you send them all emails there. Yeah. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, starting with next week. Next week we have an incredible guest. I'm so fucking happy. They've uh, they've agreed to do this, and uh, we're really going to learn a lot. Um, we're going to talk about PR, which I'm not. I have to be careful because when I say or, a lot of people think I'm I'm saying either. Like oh really? Yeah, because I say or. or. Oh gosh. So I have to say. <laughs> P P P or what? P or what? What is the other thing? So we're gonna talk about SI. P or SI, I love it. Have you lost your okay. Um No, yeah, PR. So that's public relations. We're gonna talk all about PR and we're gonna talk about sorry, I can't say the word R now with the letter R. Um and we're gonna talk about We're gonna talk about Go on. We're gonna talk about times after you could have used PR. <laughs> yeah, <year. laughs> yeah, but that's true. Yeah, yeah, effectiveness of it or ineffectiveness of it. We'll um, yeah. we'll talk about it all. Famous PR stories, um, with yeah, the most qualified person I could possibly ask. Um, so yeah, I'm really really excited about it, and we'll reveal all next week. There's the music, and we'll um, we do one more thing at the end where we go. Thanks again to our Patreon supporters. Absolutely, absolutely. We try it now. Yeah. Don't want to try. <laughs> and if you know you had something you wanted to say? Um fuck. <laughs> no. We wanted to say thank you to our Patreon supporters. Um fuck it, I don't know what to do. So I just I just I just and look, myself out. Once again everybody I want to say a big thank you to everybody supporting us on Patreon. As we said just after the ad break. Uh, if you want to listen ad free, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, you pay a five or a month or something like that, and you get no ads. That's the idea, isn't it? Yeah, and it gets to it grows what we can do with the podcast and um, the longevity of it as well. So absolutely. Yeah. So we we really really appreciate it, and thank you very much. If you can't help us out financially, look, 
just keep listening keep talking about the podcast keep sending share us messages share it around find us on social media the whole lot we are ready for series two yeah <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling grand 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 yeah i have my optimism and i think it'll be gone by the was it, the 28th of march well, hey, absolutely yeah yeah hold it there hold it there as long as you can we'll we'll chat next week Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.